I think that I want to help save the world through self-awareness. It's going to be the big part of the next 10 years of my life, the next decade at least. Hey, this is Scott Todnam, and you're listening to the Life is the Future podcast, a podcast for health education, middle school, and life in general. It's summer, but that's not going to stop the podcast. This is the Life is the Future summer series. Tune in for our summer shorts. These will be quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight. These will be weekly interviews with an all-star cast of adults from around the nation and around the world who work to improve physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being. These incredible people will lend their time to give listeners some insight into their passion, advocacy, and life in general. Hi, everybody. I'm here this week with Brian Alexander, and I'm excited to bring you Brian because he's a fitness enthusiast, but he does a lot of other things in life. And uh, I wanted to talk to him about his holistic view on health and wellness and uh, everything from even mental health through to substance uh, abuse uh, and recovery through to fitness. So, Brian, hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Welcome on. Tell our listeners what it is that you've been working on lately. Um, a little bit about your background and then recent projects or what you've been passionate about. Yeah. So um, I can condense my story. Uh, I was an entrepreneur in my early 20s to mid 20s. Mm -hmm. I failed, um, went into sort of like a deeper kind of depression, uh -huh. dug my way out of it uh, by my mid to late 20s. And I entered the corporate world. And one of the very difficult things of doing that was going from not having structure or having to answer to anybody to now, you know, being in the corporate nine to five type of job where I wasn't very good at it in the beginning, sure. but I figured it out and I worked my way up to being a top 10% executive account manager at CDW. Um, and during that process, I actually found CrossFit and CrossFit was the one thing that really connected like the dots when it comes to having a, a growth mindset and really putting in the work every day and seeing the fruits of your labor over a long period of time and just showing up every day and having that outlet or that platform CrossFit showed me, I can show up. I might not be that good, but every day I'd improve. I connected that dot to what I was doing at CDW and I did really well there. But yeah. of course I fell in love with CrossFit and I decided to open my own gym. <laughs> so how long have you been open now? CrossFit Illumin. And uh, that's in the suburbs of Chicago. So where are you going on? What, what year are you at? CrossFit Illumin. It's uh, six years. We just hit our six year anniversary yeah. in May. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. And so you've got offered some programs and you've obviously uh, fell in love with fitness. Um, and then you seem to offer some nutrition guidance and you offer some other things besides just the simple uh, workout of the day, correct? So what else do you end up doing with your members? Yeah, so we do a lot of guidance with nutrition coaching. Um, we do, uh, you know, specific programs. I, I've actually not had uh, a drink of alcohol for, for over two years now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we definitely encourage like a, a healthy, holistic lifestyle, especially if it is 
I would say, uh, impeding your effectiveness yeah. in the world or your ability to be your best self, right? Yeah. Um, but we also do, you know, other programs. We have a fit over 50 program for um, the older generation that might not feel comfortable in the regular CrossFit classes or personal training, but they still love that camaraderie of being in a group, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What do you find to be your favorite? Or is there something that you just kind of have in recent months or even like a recent year that you've really gravitated towards? Um, it could be a program. It could be a certain type of workout. It could be something that you've done with members or outings. Um, but talk to us about something that's really been fun for you recently. Yeah. You know, in, I, I really, really like to uh, help people with the, the process of like self-awareness. I, I think that I want to help save the world through self-awareness. Um, I became a Colby certified consultant yeah. uh, over a year ago. And one of the most fun things that I've done was to offer um, Colby a team, we call it a team success workshop, um, but for our, our clients and even people from outside that I hosted at a local restaurant and everyone did their little Colby index. And I was able to show them um, kind of like a little bit about what makes them tick that they were probably aware of, but maybe not too confident in, or maybe didn't know how to quite articulate it. So I really like to show people kind of like the behind the curtains of how things work. And uh, the self-awareness thing is like my obsession and um, going to be the, the, a big part of the next 10 years of my life, the next decade, at least. Interesting. So can you explain what that ends up getting you? I mean, is there a, you know, you said you did a Colby test and things like that, an assessment. Yeah. So what does that get a person? So um, the really interesting thing is it's a 40 year old company. There's a 25 year ongoing study with the same participants in uh, those participants. When they take this over the 25 years, their results are 95% consistent. So it is, it's objective, it's measurable, it's repeatable. It's kind of like our innate strengths that we were born with that are unique to us that we keep for our entire lives. And a lot of what happens is we kind of make concessions for who we are and we, you know, go out into the world and for the, the, you know, the opportunity to do things, sometimes we have to put a mask on. Um, And when we're not in alignment with our our authentic self and our, our, our true self, I think what we see a lot of is, you know, mental health is a huge issue right now. And what really drew me to figuring some of this stuff out was I was out of alignment um, and I figured it out through that Kobe index. Uh So sharing this with the world of saying, okay, well, let's actually kind of like forget what you've done. Um, If you're not happy, if you're stressed out, let's go ahead and and take this Kobe index. And it's the, the starting point on the map of life of it's the, you are here. And I have a big, you know, a big thing of like, I can't help you until I know who you are yeah. and until you know who you are, huh. whether it's you're, you're working with, you're, you're a boss or a manager and you're working with individuals um, or, you know, if you're in school, maybe picking a major, like a lot of this stuff, a lot of these tools can be used to, I would say, more strategically direct people to find their path earlier in life. So it's a lot less painful, a lot less stumbling and falling and failing and um, a little more fulfilling because when we're working within our strengths and it's not to say ignore all of your weaknesses, but there's definitely a realm of strengths where if you can optimize that, Mm -hmm. you're going to be more fulfilled. You're going to be happier, less stressed out, and you're going to make a bigger impact in the world 
faster. Yeah, and people have been really receptive to that that you've seen? Yes, yeah. It's it's yeah. this light bulb moment. It's the aha moment. It's the, ah, uh, you know, I've always thought that about myself, and it's I never had the words. And because it's objective, uh, even with my, you know myself and my wife, when I found this over three years ago, three and a half years ago now, you know, I did mine. I'm like, honey, you know, this is me. This explains me better than I can explain it myself. And she did hers. And it was, it's, it's self-awareness. Literally it breeds empathy. It breeds compassion, breeds understanding. And you can't be a good leader unless you're self-aware. And when you're aware of your own strengths and weaknesses and how you operate, it really opens your eyes to the perspective that everybody views this world differently. Sure. And it's a beautiful thing because that diversity in how people do things and the way they view the world, that's what makes life so beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's a kind of another way to enlightenment. And once we start talking that and you start talking spirituality, you might end up losing a certain group of people until maybe they start to see the results and they see that it's uh, it, it's not only interesting, but it's real and usable and a tool for success. Right. Anything that you found to be uh, a failure in life and then you've learned from that? Because I'm pretty big into learning from mistakes and admitting mistakes. Um, and I found a lot of that with my own fitness uh, and my, my own teaching as well. I don't know if you're able to talk to that or maybe you want to talk to more so some things that have been a struggle for you with entrepreneurship or kind of changing uh, jobs. But what, what type of failures can you talk to in life or difficulties for our listeners? Yeah, so a lot. I am one of those people that absolutely learns through failure, and mm-hmm. it, it is a, a more painful uh, path to wisdom. Sure. But you know, when, you, when you're able to experience life and adjust and not let it crush you, and then you're, you learn from a very difficult situation or experience, then you're a, a, a lot more useful to everybody around you, right? Yeah. Um, so really what led me to all of this self-awareness stuff was I didn't quite understand my own kind of strengths within life. And I didn't know how to articulate what I did well. So I did make a lot of concessions for what made me uniquely uh, impactful in the world. Okay. And I did put on a mask and I, I was wearing the wrong mask, which led to one, a, almost like a, a very dark depression years ago that I worked my way out of, yeah. but also not understanding all of this, you can definitely kind of uh, acquire like the victim mentality of like, why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it, what I learned could really be avoided just by understanding like, okay, we're all actively kind of like constructing our realities. It sounds kind of like metaphysical and weird, but it's not where yeah. every action, every thought, every decision builds, you know, the, the world around us basically. And the failure that I had was really a failure in, in, in leadership. And I put myself into like a, a general manager role, went heavy on logic. Uh, and it really kind of put me into this downward spiral that affected everybody around me. And that point of self-awareness or self-realization that that was the cause of everything um, really began the big turnaround for me um, and everybody around me, right? So. I think learning from that failure really changed my my outlook and my view because again, I just thought that everybody kind of viewed the world through the same lens and what I was good at, um, you know, most people could do. And if I didn't want to necessarily do something, I would have a difficult time delegating it because if I didn't want to do it, like nobody would want to do it. Mm-hmm. And what I learned was that's completely not the case. And the things that 
I light up while doing, other people don't want to do. And then the things that I kind of like loathe doing, other people light up while doing that. Yeah. And it was eye-opening, right? It was, it, was, it was incredible. And it sounds maybe not like the aha moment for some people that it was for me, but it, it changed the way I did things and operated within the world. Well, I like that because in teaching health education, it's a little unlike things such as math or social studies in that there's not really one correct fact, one correct answer um, with how to live. And I think that's the, the only place for me to teach is health education because that's there's a whole lot of different avenues. There's a whole lot of different ways towards um, success. And it sounds like that's kind of, you know, some of your, your theory and your, your help with adults and education never stops because maybe you're out of high school or we're out of college, but I find the same thing in working with the adult community is they still do yearn for uh, education. Right. And they yearn for some type of resources too. Absolutely. Uh, and reading and books. And so I know that you've been reading quite a bit and I know that you, you post on social media quite often on things that you've been uh, enlightened with. So what type of resources have helped you or what are you currently reading or is there anybody as an author or some type of organization that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm a bit more, uh, I like to find my knowledge and wisdom from some of the more fringe things. Maybe not like the mainstream, Uh but I like to apply those concepts and what I've learned to, you know, the, 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 the masses current I, I guess state of affairs in the masses right yeah. so Lao Tzu Tao Te Ching was one of the most influential books that I constantly reread um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer again not necessarily a business book but it really really applies to understanding mental health um, but also meditation right so I'm, I'm really big into meditation yeah. about Four or five years ago, um, a great friend of mine, Eric Lieb, he was a, a master in mindfulness. He had, you know, God knows how many hours, uh, studied with Buddhist monks, all of that. He told me, Brian, like the, the way you're going right now, I don't think you're going to be able to uh, maintain this. And mind you, this was like five years ago. Yeah. Um, you're you're kind of scattered. You're constantly stressed out. Huh. I want to help you with mindfulness. And I told him, like, Eric, this is this is how I operate. This is how I built this crazy business. This is how I've always been successful. I don't want to take that away or lose that. So I really, I brushed him off. Yeah. And what I thought was my, my strength and my, my superpower in, you know, thinking about all of the possible scenarios constantly that can go wrong and, you know, trying to be ahead of everything, which caused a lot of stress and anxiety and really, you know, I'll call it uh, ineffectiveness in the world. Um, it ended up being my kryptonite, uh, in looking back at it, it was so silly that I didn't take him up on it cause he wanted to help me right sure. now. Um, looking back at it, I, I meditate 30 minutes per day. It's a non-negotiable every morning, yeah. a year ago, a year and a half ago, maybe there was no way I could do two minutes. So it's, again, it's, it's such an important thing to be able to be centered and to be a leader. Like if you can't lead yourself. You can't lead anybody. So we all are leaders in our own right. We're leading our children, um, our friends, our family. Like everybody's a leader. And we all have to kind of look within and stop kind of blaming the outside. But we also have like a lot of the answers within ourselves if we're able to kind of connect to that, you know, infinite source. Whatever you believe in, there's something bigger Mm -hmm. than we could describe, right? Yeah. 
I do some mindfulness with my students and it's difficult. Um, it's not a new skill. Humans just have that. It's inherent, but it is something that takes practice and it takes that self-awareness that you were already talking about. Um, and so a lot of times my younger individuals, they're 12 and 13. Okay. So this is difficult even for adults to do. Yeah. Um, you were talking about 30 minutes. That's, that, that is, that takes uh, time to get to because a couple minutes inside your own head is difficult as it is. And sometimes my students will say, but I'm bored, you know, but I'm boring. <laughs> so right. I'm like, well, that's, that's, an, that's not actually a bad thing. Okay. It's not too bad to be there and not have some type of input and not have a screen or not be consuming something that's entertaining. It's okay to be there and be quote unquote bored with yourself because then you start to learn and you start to have these other thoughts that come up or you're able to be centered for the rest of your day. But absolutely mindfulness is, I think it's going to be something that starts to get to the masses kind of like, the, like fitness or like anything. Uh, we're going to find out that mental health is starting to, to really gain um, some momentum with, with humans just in general. I think so. I think we're coming to that, that point of realizing that what we're doing and, and maybe the, the values of our culture, um, it's just not sustainable. And it's causing a lot of, a lot of problems um, for us as, as, you know, as, as species and human beings and mindfulness, meditation, um, really understanding how to do it and why to do it, and then just starting small and building the habits. I'm really big on habits. So the way I describe habits is like, you know, there's ski tracks in the snow. And the more you do something, the deeper those grooves get. And our body and mind, we don't know good from bad necessarily. We just know repetition. Yeah. So if you think about undoing habits, you can't just get rid of an old habit. You actually have to ingrain a brand new one over it through repetition. And if you can get to people younger at 10, 11, 12, 13, and really help them build sustainable habits little by little over time, uh, in 20 years, like they're going to be far more happy and fulfilled and, and effective than our generation ever was because they're aware and they're mindful of this, right? Yeah. I love that you brought that up. I've been on a pretty big habit kick for the last few years. I even just put out a quick tips podcast on habits. And um, I followed some of Charles Duhigg in his book, The Power of Habits. I also love the recent Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah, He does some amazing yeah. newsletter writing. I mean, I, I would recommend to anybody one more time, because I think I've done this like three or four times on podcasts, but you <laughs> check out James Clear and everything that he's doing with his blog, as well as his website and in his book, Atomic Habits. So yes, absolutely glad that you brought that up. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be these huge life changes like people worry about. Um, and it doesn't have to be a resolution because we always look at resolutions as temporary and habits are much more than that. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian, can you leave us with three things that you found success with in life that you think that any of our listeners might also gain from? Basically, these can be anything that has helped you to be mindful, to be self-aware, to be successful, to, to start your business, to maybe even switching interests and passions in life. But uh, any three things that you can point to that have helped you in life? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I've, I've kind of beaten a dead horse with this. Yeah. Self-awareness is, is key. And we all have to take ownership of understanding uh, what makes us tick because it's going to help us be more empathetic for everybody around us. And that's what's going to save the world. It's empathy and compassion and understanding, right? It's not being right. Yeah. Um, and then really you know, not being afraid to show up as your authentic self, meaning you're allowed to change and evolve and, and, and it's your duty to continue to, you know, grow as a human being and you have to nurture that and who you were 
a year ago is going to be different than who you are three years from now. Just own that, accept it, show up every day, and just try to be fully present in the moment, no matter how good or how bad it is, because yeah. that's all we really have is we have this present moment, this now, everything else is literally an illusion. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Well, can you tell us where to find you in case people want to know more? Do you have any social media pages we can follow um, or anything online or give us, uh, you know, your contact or at least the CrossFit Illumin information? Yes. So I have um, CrossFit Illumin. So CrossFitIllumin.com, I-L-L-U-M-I-N-E. And then a lot of the stuff that I'm doing for companies and corporations and even students is um, my company Expressing the Genius Within. And that website is just www expressingthegeniuswithin.com and that's where I use a lot of the psychometric assessments, the objective assessments mm-hmm. to help companies actually build a culture of self-awareness. Nice. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time today and uh, I hope that uh, you continue to find that self-awareness and, and all of that enlightenment and, and help others along the way as well. Uh, appreciate your time, Brian. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thanks for listening and make sure to keep tuning in. Our summer series of the Life is the Future podcast will include summer shorts. These are quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight interviews in which we will hear from a range of health professionals, social justice activists, mental health advocates, sex education experts, music therapists, cancer awareness organizers, and more. This transition between school years will not go to waste. As always, thanks for listening.